Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and we've got a a bit of a different style show today. Recently, I was a guest on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast with Jack McLean, which uh, is an awesome podcast. Um, I'll have the link to Prepare Like a Pro in the show notes below, so big thanks to Jack for having me on. But it was a very enjoyable and valuable conversation. So what I decided to do in today's episode is share a few snippets from that conversation with you guys. Um, If you want to hear the full conversation, as I said, the link will be in the show notes below. But we dived into so many different topics. Um, for those of you that want to go check out the show, he has um, some awesome guests that offer a lot of value, um, a lot of strength coaches and people from within the fitness industry that have so much um, value to offer the listeners. So make sure you check that out. But uh, I hope you enjoy these few snippets from the conversation today. If you do, and if you enjoy the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast and you've been a subscriber for a while, if you've got a spare 30 to 60 seconds, I'd love for you to go over to Apple podcast and leave a review um, and a five-star rating all the support does really help the show and we've got so much good content coming up i'm really excited i'm really enjoying um, this podcast journey and i hope you guys are too Uh, as i've mentioned a million times before i appreciate everyone who tunes in um, but this little conversation or these snippets that i'm going to share with you today are in my opinion very valuable particularly for those within the fitness industry or small business owners i'm just kind of sharing my experience um and hopefully it helps at least one person out there. So hope you guys enjoy these snippets. And again, if you take some value from this uh, conversation today, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. But that is enough for me. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Sort of planted to see the value of, of networking mm-hmm. um, for young developing coaches and trainers that are listening in. What did that look like? What were some actionable um, traits that you were starting to take on, with, you know, in terms of developing your your, um, your relationships and, and developing networks in the industry? I think, um, you know, things like going to seminars or conferences and whatnot with like-minded people um, was, was a, almost a no-brainer because I'm like, all right, if I can go to this conference for two or three days and I know that 50 to 100 of the the attendees there are also probably high level coaches or aspiring coaches. I'm, you know, I, I get to mingle with all these people that I'm going to definitely learn something from, if not continue to maintain some form of relationship with, with over the years. Mm-hmm. And then even with clientele, like I was very fortunate and still am that a lot of the clientele I trained from day one because of the area I was training people out of were a lot of corporate people, you know, people that had pretty, pretty significant jobs and, and had a really big network themselves. So not, I wouldn't necessarily say intentionally, but like I just tried to build good relationships with those people. And then, you know, that, that leads to uh, um, an introduction to someone else or, you know, you just try and maintain these relationships over time. And then for me as well, like something that I learned early, early on 
Um, I think it was probably from so many failures, I guess, in my um, sporting background up until that point and the, my kind of working hard like attitude. That was something that helped me initially as well because I was just not afraid to, uh, I'm not afraid of rejection, failure um, or someone saying no. So mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities I look back at now, things that have really helped build my career and, and helped me learn a lot and build even networks and relationships that I never would have expected purely came down to the fact that I was just willing to jump on Instagram and send someone a DM um, and, and ask them a bit of advice or ask them to come on the podcast or if they were in Melbourne, reach out and just say, do you want to grab a coffee? Or if someone reached out to me or if I met someone and they were like, we should stay in touch or whatever, there'd be plenty of times where, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking this is probably not really going to lead to anything or I'm not too sure what I'm doing this one for. And then all of a sudden that turns out to be something that leads to the next thing. And, and you know, that's the origin of, x y and z type of thing if that makes sense so yeah, absolutely it was just yeah just not fearing absolutely having no fear of, of failure or rejection was probably the biggest one and i started to see that a lot in terms of other people that were so mm -hmm. um and, and again when i think about some of the biggest opportunities and best opportunities i've had in the industry and even outside of fitness it, it purely has come down to just taking i guess you could call it risks but reaching out to people or um yeah, just, just things that like just doing all the little things um, and and spending time with people or again, I know I've said it a few times, but reaching out to people and asking particularly to to offer them value without asking for anything in return, which is, you know, if anyone who tunes in the guys like Gary Vee and stuff, they say that a lot now. But mm. I kind of picked up on that super early and whether or not I, I'd heard it from someone like Gary or someone else, I, I can't even remember, but it really was like, if there was an athlete or if there was a, you know, even someone like a celebrity or a business person that I thought I could learn from, or I wanted to try and get in that network, it'd just be purely reaching out, just plain and simple, reach out, offer as much value as possible, have some actual interest in trying to help them achieve whatever their goal is and not going like, you know, can you tag me in your story or um, can we, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's just like, I just want to help and that's it. And yes. down the, down the track, that's what's led to so many cool things and that's what led to to being introduced to other people or these type of people whether it's again whether it's an athlete or uh, you know a celebrity or just general population whoever yeah when people see that you're so so willing to offer value and never asking for anything in return more often than not they're going to go out of their way to do something good for you so that was kind of and still is my my approach obviously you, you can't just work for free all the time but certain opportunities um I was like, yeah, like I'm happy to do this for free. I'm happy to not ask for anything in return because I know mm -hmm. what it could lead to down the track. So that side of the networking was has been massive for me as well. Yeah, and so that's you've been in it for about six or seven years. No, knowing what what you now know, um, what would you do differently? What, what was some, um, yeah, what was some big mistakes or, or big rocks that you wish you focused on a bit earlier? Um, yeah, what would you do differently if you're starting now? Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, it actually is hard to say. I was thinking about this not too long ago. Um, I mean, you know, the cliche answer is like, you wouldn't change a thing because you've learned so much and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that is, actually, that, that's it's true. Probably, it's true probably, to an extent. Uh, it's probably a better question, actually, like, because you, you, like you said, you learn from your mistakes. So you've got to have that mentality. So what if, if it was, um, yeah, so either you're starting another think, business, a new business, or you're consulting. Uh, I think for me, coach. I think, if, yeah, I think, like I said, over the years, I just keep adding bits and pieces to get it to where it is now. Obviously, yeah. when you know what you do now, it's it's easy to say what you would have done differently. But I think 
some of the biggest things and to second that as well like i started my fitness like instagram page at the end of 2013 and i can say for sure like that's been one of the biggest drivers of growth in my business particularly online in like the social media side and very similar to how i approach everything else it's always been just consistency like obviously there's been days where i haven't posted stuff but i would say like no word of a lie probably 95 to at least 95 percent of the time since i ever started my fitness page i've posted some form of educational or not maybe educational but valuable content on my social media which is obviously free every single day since i started it so mm-hmm. i would 100 um and it's, it's obviously very saturated across all social media platforms now so it's probably a little bit harder and by the when i started it already was saturated like i'd, I'd miss the social media boat to an extent already so now it's super difficult but i would definitely be posting an absolute shitload I don't know if you can swear on this, but an absolute shitload yeah. of content for free across, um, you know, your chosen platforms. So whether it is podcast, Instagram, you know, TikTok now, whatever it is, but just posting as much free content that, as you can, because I think a lot of people are kind of under the impression of like, oh, well, I've spent all this time and money learning this stuff, so someone should pay me for it. Mm-hmm. My whole approach is like, again, similar to what we said before, give value without anything, expectation in return, and it'll come back. But also, people in my opinion, don't, and I've, you know, I've taken this quote from someone else, but people don't pay for information. They pay for implementation. So my whole approach was like, all right, if I I just want to give out that much free stuff that when someone finally decides they want to get in shape, there's no other way that they'd think of anyone else other than me, because I've just continued to give them free stuff over time. So that, um, the next thing, and I wish I had pushed harder on this earlier is building an email list. Because again, if social media goes to shit or, whatever like you always be able to get in contact with your audience um and again being super consistent with that i think i would put a lot more emphasis on systems from the start um Mm -hmm. because mine mine has been really up until probably the last couple of years very much based off just trading time for money to an extent like um and and i like that part of it um to a degree because especially with my coaching like i want to make sure that it's completely customized um that it's not just a cookie cutter plan that they're getting or whatever but at the same time the the systems just help things run a lot smoother and also help generate a bit more growth mm-hmm. so whether that's systems with automating um you know having recurring payments with clients um, whether it's having some form of very basic funnel with your email list from your website or whatever whatever that may be but just trying to look at ways that you can really make things a lot smoother um earlier on would definitely be um that and then two more things would be pick a niche like right from the start yeah um, like you said you kind of spend that a lot of people still do and i think you probably have to 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 a certain degree spend a bit of time figuring out what your actual niche is and who you do like training in terms of like the face-to-face stuff but just once you get to the point where you're like right i absolutely love whatever you know strength training for footballers in the off season or strength mm. training for footballers in season or whatever training females to grow their glutes, whatever it is. Once you figure out what it is that you really enjoy, just like, just double down on that because it's very easy to get caught up, especially when you start and you're trying to just make money, you're trying to get busy, you're basically taking any opportunity you can. You, you start to become, or you think you are the jack of all trades, but you're just not like, if you can position yourself as an authority, like in a certain um, lane, then you are going to yeah. grow so much faster because when someone wants that, 
you're so much more likely to be the person that they think of or to come up in a search on Google or whatever it is because that's everything that you're doing is pushing in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that would be that. And, I mean, there's so many things, but even things like pricing and stuff as well, you know, like, value, like really figuring out what, like valuing your time or valuing your product and not kind of just trying to go for what you think people are going to be able to, it sounds silly, but like, with my online programs and stuff, I look back now at some of my one-on-one coaching I was doing and obviously you evolve so you can start to increase your rates over time. But some of the stuff I was doing for the most outrageously cheap, stupidly cheap prices, which was still Mm. trading my time for money. So, you know, I'd be charging X for PT and, but then I'm charging like this amount for the online service when I'm giving the same amount of value. So kind of learning like understanding what your value is and understanding how much value you can offer the client and not sell yourself short just so you can try and make some money or just so you're cheaper than the next personal trainer or the next online coach like stick true to that and and that'll quickly kind of weed out the clients you don't want anyway and you you mentioned the importance of consistency how you're posting pretty much since 2013 i believe um daily and providing value for for someone that's starting out and feels a bit unsure on on what value to provide. But well, early on, when you know, I'm sure it's quite easy for you to do now. But early on, um, what were some ways that you could, I guess, get creative and work out what content you needed to post that that was going to be valuable for your for your audience? Mm. In my opinion, I think it's like you know, there's a bit of a fine line between quality and quantity with content. I think, I think sometimes it's, it is super important to have really good quality content, but I think a lot of the time, particularly when you're starting out, it's just um, quantity. It's just putting out a lot of content. So I literally, even to this day, I kind of think to myself, or if I get a question on social media about something, I'll usually screenshot it or put in my notes. If I'm with a client and you know, they might be going, all right. Um, one second, I don't know. Is it bad to have, carbs right before bed or some shit and i'll write it down in my notes and come home i might write an email on it or i might literally record a podcast on it or whatever but and if you don't have the luxury of already having a client a, a database or whatever just literally think to yourself right what who your target client and what do they need to know and for mm-hmm. you this is this is the thing that i found a little bit difficult initially as well as like for me i'd be like thinking this is the most simple shit ever like surely everyone knows this but they don't like yeah. you, you you spend all this time learning this stuff like how many reps should I do to build strength? Like that's a that's a good question to answer because a lot of people don't know. Or yeah, you know, um, how do I figure out how many calories I need? Or should I be stretching before I train? What all these these simple simple questions? Because it's usually the more simple stuff is more relatable. Like you know, you think about putting together this amazing quality content, putting all this time and effort into this stuff, and no one really gives a shit most of the time. Mm. Whereas like I'll put up a video. I did one like one of the most engaging ones I've had over the past month, literally it was just like me doing a selfie video talking about mistakes that a lot of females tend to make in terms of wanting to look a certain way and some mm-hmm. alternative alternatives or substitutes for what they may or may not be doing already. And what I think is probably a more optimal approach. T- it takes me 60 seconds to record it, post it, and it gets like the most engagement out of any of my content for like a month. So yeah. it really does just come back to just keep it as simple as possible because there's always going to be someone that needed to hear that, or there's always going to be someone that will take value from it. And if you can just have the mindset of like, if, if it, just one person takes value from every bit of content I post, then I'm doing my job mm. and, you know, and, and not trying and, and not worrying too much. Like it's easier said than done um, in terms of not worrying about how big your following is or how big your audience is and whatnot. But um, 
you know, you think about, say you've got 300 followers. Like imagine standing in a room in front of 300 people telling them about how to bench press or something like that. It's, you'd be overwhelmed. So whereas mm. on social media for some reason, and obviously with these shit algorithms these days, no, not 300 people aren't going to see it, but just go into it with that perspective of just trying to help one person every single time you post content. And it's just what people want to know. It's not like the craziest, most fascinating stuff. It's just very basic stuff. And be consistent with your message too. Yeah, like don't yeah, kind of just, don't kind of just go like, oh, what's trending at the moment? I'll talk about this shit, or what's everyone buying, or what what's the newest fad? It's like no, just like figure out exactly what your philosophies are, stick to your message, and just be consistent with it. Like I'm saying, I'm saying stuff in my post now that I was saying in 2014, mm. and people are still interacting with it, or it's still getting responses from people going like, oh, I just made this change last week and it's helped a lot, or I didn't know that and stuff like that. So. Every time, every time you put out content, it's just like thinking about, right, well, what would someone that wants to achieve this need to know to do that? Not thinking like, I wonder if like, I wonder if my 500 followers want to know this because it doesn't matter if they want to know, if 500 want to know. If one person does, that might be your next client. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and I like that um, approach that, that would resonate with a lot of coaches, I reckon, that maybe are new to the social media. And it might be intimidating, but they're coaching a lot of people and no doubt they're getting mm. questions every session. They might be doing 40 sessions yeah. a week and uh, to actually note those down in a journal or screenshot them in your camera and, and uh, record them and, and answer them just how you did with your client. I think that's, that's really good. That's the, um, what about challenges so far when you look back on your, on your career, what, what has been a major challenge and, and what did you learn from it? How did you grow from it? Um, challenges oh i mean one that stands out straight away is the business side of things particularly with finances um tax you know gst now um super like particularly if you're running your own business whether it's as a, a sole trader or if you've got a company and stuff like i didn't do any any form of like uh business degrees or anything at school or uni and stuff like that so i've made so many mistakes with that side of things and had to learn the hard way about a lot of it like with tax and everything like it just wasn't something that I knew about. wasn't something that I'd hired someone to help me with, or again, like didn't have a business coach advising me on certain things. So I made so many mistakes in that regard. So I think there really is like, unless you do a business degree or whatever, I just don't see how there's any form of education, particularly in school, where you learn mm. anything that's fucking worth knowing about finance after school. Like mm. whether it's, like I said, whether it's tax, whether it's um, figuring out whatever like learning about inflation and interest rates and loans and all this type of stuff like everything in that regard was completely foreign to me so made a lot of mistakes in that regard so that was something that that definitely has been a massive challenge um the other thing would be if you like if you're wanting to grow and expand the business is obviously you have to do the work and you have to put in a lot of hours and a lot of time but also learning like you know, if you have no idea how to make a website, if you have no idea how to edit a podcast, I think it's it's relatively important to have a decent understanding of how to do these things eventually. But if, you know, time time's your best asset and, and you value your time, particularly if you're good at certain things, whether it's training the clients, whether it's doing podcasts, writing emails or blogs, or whatever, wasting like half a day on trying to edit a podcast that someone could do in 20 minutes you're, you're basically just like you're only hurting yourself because you're losing all this time that could be spent investing in yourself or, or earning more money in different areas of your business. So something that I 
took so long to do is start to delegate things out to other people or, or like hire someone. It doesn't even necessarily need to be hiring someone, like particularly early days, you're not going to have like a leftover cash to just be going to hire or video office and all this type of stuff. But like just mm-hmm. starting to figure out what you're good at within the business and the things that you're not good at, like I said, learn them to, to an extent. But if you're in a position to do so, I think really starting to, like I said, come up with systems, but also either hire people to do them or if, you know, if you're someone that has a good business or you have a following already, even putting out on, on your Instagram story, like, Hey, if there's anyone, any like people who are interested in videography and you want to, if you, if you just want to come and do this video for free, basically to show me like what you can do. Like one of my videographers that I use, um, he did the first video for me for free. Like he did like a whole day vlog, like nuts. He came and did literally followed me around for a whole day um on like probably one of my busiest days I've ever had as a personal trainer put together the most incredible video and after that I've ended up hiring him so many times to come and do video work for me because I was like all right well if I want to get really good content when I'm doing this type of stuff instead of sitting there trying to figure out how I can video it or coming out with this shitty content or trying to create it or whatever I just get someone who's good at it that knows how to do it super well and that time spent that I, that I would have spent trying to edit all this stuff or try and figure out how to learn how to do it can be spent training clients or again, learning new things or whatever it may be. So I think that, and it can be hard to do, particularly if you see your business as your, you know, kind of like your baby, it's like, it's hard. Sometimes you feel like, Oh, no one will care about as much as what I do. And they probably won't, but you'll be surprised at how much quicker things can grow. If you start to look at the things you're really not good at and when you can, if you're in a position to do so kind of palm them off to someone else. Do you have a favorite life uh, motto or quote? You've mentioned a couple throughout, but is there one that really stands out? Doesn't matter if yeah. it is. Yeah, I've got one on my arm, actually. The first tattoo I ever got um, is that those who endure will conquer. So, um, I mean, I, I kind of feel pretty strongly about that, um, obviously, enough to get a tattoo on your arm. But, um, yeah, I just, I just feel like, and that's kind of a bit of a symbol of, like, how I feel my mm. career so far has gone, like, um, as I mentioned at the start, like within sport, like I was for- really fortunate to play like super high levels of basketball and, and decent standard of footy and, and achieve some good things. But I was always missing, I missed out on like so many teams, got cut from so many teams, would make like the final selection of so many teams and was always like pretty much just missing it and pretty much failing at a lot of things over and over and over again. But for whatever reason, I don't know what it is or whether it's just, just like genetically or whatever i don't know how it kind of got ingrained in me it was just like on just just keep kind of going just keep just keep pushing just work harder and and just be consistent and kind of not give up so that was my approach to that and then i've been i think that's that's why i've been able to carry it over to business as well um because i just i'd kind of condition myself to, to do it early days with sport um so yeah that's that's kind of what i live by um yeah 